We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my friends. I hope you're having a magical and wonderful day. I'm sure honored to have you here with us on Empower Radio. I'm certain you've heard the saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. However, this statement is far from true. Hurtful words once spoken cannot be taken back. And even with sincere apologies, after time, criticism, thoughtlessness, or unkindness will certainly fracture the foundation of any relationship. So if we want our relationships to be strong, supportive, loving, fulfilling, and long-lasting, it is vital to learn to communicate effectively. What exactly does that entail and how do we do it? That is our topic of conversation today with my experts, Dr. Harvell Hendricks and Dr. Helen LaKelly Hunt. Together, this dynamic duo has authored nine books on relationships, including Dr. Hendricks' New York Times bestseller, Getting the Love You Want, which has sold over 2 million copies worldwide. Dr. Hendricks has been featured on The Oprah Show 17 times, and Miss Winfrey has referred to him as the marriage whisperer. Harville has more than 40 years of experience as a therapist, educator, clinical trainer, and public speaker, and is known internationally for his work with couples. Dr. Helen LaKelly Hunt is also joining us today, Dr. Hendricks' wife. Dr. Hunt was elected to the Women's Hall of Fame for her dedication to the empowerment of women as an author and activist. Dr. Hunt is the founder of the Sister Fund, a small private foundation that supports fullness of life for women and girls. In addition to being an author and advocate for women, Dr. Hunt is the co-founder of the Institute for Imago Relationship Therapy. Together, she and Harville have devoted 25 years to making relationships better. They also have six children and live in New Jersey. So doctors, thanks so much for being here today on Empower Radio. Thank you. We're glad to be here. Thank you very much. Thank yeah, you, you for guys that grand really introduction. Quite amazing with your works. And I know you're talking something about lately the zero negativity. And I'm so excited to know more about the zero negativity and the zero negativity challenge. So um, can you tell us a little bit about what that is? Yes. Uh, thank you for thank you for asking. Um, there, are there are many ways to comment on what zero negativity is. And so at the very surface level, it's eliminating negativity from your interactions with your partner or with anyone else. Uh, and we define negativity as anything your partner experiences as negative and what we know uh, when your partner experiences something as negative, And we invite partners to report that by saying, ouch, uh, is that you have done a put down. That is, you've made them less than you are. Um, and that means that in some sense, you have judged them and rather than loving them. So another definition of zero negativity is it's looking at everyone through the eyes of love. Or if you go theological, it's looking at everyone through the eyes of God. But it fundamentally means that you live in a relationship in which you do not exchange put downs. Instead, you learn how to talk so that you're uh, all your conversations about all your topics are, are safe, and you feel safe with your partner to talk uh, about anything, any topic. So fundamentally, that's the short version of uh, what zero negativity is. 
And what we've done with it is we have discovered that it is a summary, basically, of the positive outcome of couples therapy, of Imago couples therapy. That if, what that means is if a couple leaves therapy and they're still putting each other down, they've not finished therapy. Um, they leave therapy. They have learned how to interact with each other around their differences as well as around their similarities without ouching each other, without putting each other down. So, in, so, in, so it is the outcome of successful therapy, and it's the logical conclusion to Imago theory, which we've been working on for the last uh, 35 years. So what we've done is sort of taken it and condensed Imago therapy into basically three words. Connection is the, is the experience and goal of everybody's relationship. And zero, zero, connectivity, zero negativity is how you operationalize that because you can't feel and experience connection if you're negative. So it's kind of a logical thing. If you want what you want, which is connection, and that to be predictable and reliable, then you must go to zero negativity. And we invite people to get serious about that and sign a pledge for 30 days and practice zero negativity. Sounds very powerful. Now, Dr. Hunt, have you applied this in your marriage? Well, uh, it actually helped save our marriage because really? uh, we were really uh, both very committed to <clears throat> the idea of marriage and loved promoting it to other people but woke up one day uh, not realizing that our own marriage had been neglected. And we were sort of, um, oh, I don't know, sort of sloppy with our own process. And we were being sloppy with a process that is the most important and holy thing on the planet. And that is two people's sacred vow to one another. And so um, we just experimented. And um, uh, uh, Harville was saying I was negative all the time. I said, I'm not being negative. I'm being helpful. That shirt <laughs> looks awful on you. <laughs> or, you know, I would, I would go, oh, you know, I, I, I thought I was like trying to uh, edify him with my suggestions about how he could improve his life. And he just did not like it at all. And um, that I didn't like certain things he did to me. So we got this calendar. and and. Here's the exciting thing, Tammy. It's not what you say to your partner. It's how you say it. So the commitment to zero negativity uh, is about you can deal with your issues and your problems, but you can do it in a way that isn't, doesn't come down as negative to the partner. So we got this calendar and we put it on our medicine cabinet and we experimented. Every day we got through a day with zero negativity would put a smiley face. And if either of us felt a put down by the other, we would put a frowny face. And we began to monitor each other. And here, here we are, two really great marriage experts. Harville's like out front there being a marriage expert, but I think I'm one too. And, Amen. And we could not <laughs> make it through a week and even get one smiley face. Like, in fact, it, we, well, we must say 15 years ago. But yeah, so, sometimes the whole month, sometimes every the whole day, month. <laughs> there, like, there might be one smiley face <clears> in 30 <throat> days. And we just really, that got our attention. Yeah, that's fascinating. Who would have 
have thought that that would be the case because you guys really are, you know, so respected as the relationship gurus. So that is quite fascinating. And, you know, I heard something interesting yesterday about the statistics when polled. Only about three people out of 10, three couples out of 10 would say they're in a happy marriage. I thought that was quite fascinating. But it sounds like your techniques could really start uh, turning people around from the direction of not being really fulfilled and satisfied to being very fulfilled and satisfied if if they really commit to this. Yeah, yeah, we we think so. Uh, that a fulfilled and satisfying relationship uh, in our research over the years with couples and their words are basically done through a factor uh, analysis is that a great relationship is uh, you feel safe. Uh, that's the first word that they use. And the second one is you feel uh, connected to your partner. Uh, and the third one is you feel joyful and joyfully alive. In, in the relationship, and you sort of resonate with each other's joy. So uh, if you consider that uh, those um, other seven out of the 10 couples or the 70% that are, that are in relationships but not happy are not happy for the singular reason that they are basically putting each other down in some way. It, it could be subtle. It could be gross. And if they can remove that, then they feel safe with each other. And the safety is the requirement for the experience of feeling connected and joyful. So it's not like they have a choice. So, but it's not very complicated. This is the thing about making marriage simple is we tried to say marriage may be hard but it's, uh, and may be challenging, but it's simple. And the great simplicity is you simply have to remove the core toxin that is in nearly every human being's life, and certainly in all marriages, and certainly in the marriages that are not happy and satisfying or working well. And the toxin is negativity, and the negativity is is put-downs. And the put-downs can be mild, like an eye roll or a frown. It can be severe, like murder. <clears throat> uh, but but the, the put-down is on that scale of uh, minimal to maximal intensity. But any put down, basically activates your partner's anxiety. And when they get scared around you because of the put down, then they will, uh, they, they, they then become like a fort. They, they put up their walls. They go into their defenses. And then you live with each other in a transactional way. That is, you exchange things and do things, but you're not, with your walls up, you're not connecting. You're simply interacting. And all of us know that's not very satisfactory. That when it's really satisfying is when you're interacting out of your connectedness and feeling joyful with each other, your partners in your in your project. But when negativity is there, you can't be partners because you've scared each other, and then you have to protect yourself from each other. So yes, happy and fulfilling lives could be simply created by one decision, and that's to remove negativity from your relationship. Now we think that there's a second decision couples also should make is that once you remove the negative, the toxin, you need to put in appreciation. They start nurturing the relationship. So you clean out, you use a garden analogy, you clean out the weeds, you need to plant the flowers and water them, fertilize them so they can grow. Um, Those two things, so removing the toxicity and putting in um, nutrients, um, that's it. 
uh, those two things will grow great relationships. It's not complicated at all. You don't have to spend years doing it. You just have to decide to make the decision. But when you make that decision, the, the, the world uh, as you know it comes to an end because the world for most of us is a world of judgments in which we uh, sort people out as hurtful or not hurtful, bad or not bad. But when you end judgment, the world that you've lived in all your life comes to an end. And that's a big challenge because you have to actually give up the world, uh, your internal world, your, your movie. You have to stop running your movie. Mm. That can be scary for a lot of people, I think. You know, we, we feel better about ourselves or many people, I think, feel better about themselves when they can put them in a position of being um, superior. So it is like a power play. And that, that is very toxic for a partnership yeah. or any kind of friendship or relationship. Any kind of friendship. And also we're finding it's toxic that people who are getting zero negativity in businesses are finding when they bring that into the ecosystem of a business, the business changes in a positive way. Yeah, I, I think that that's so true. I, I know I went to um, the University of Santa Monica and really learned to love myself. Once I did that, I was able to be really kind to other people. That's hard to do until you're really in um, a relaxed, compassionate relationship with yourself. But that's changed everything. Now my intention is to see the best in others. And something that you wrote that I love so much and I think is so true, marriage is ultimately about becoming compassionate friends. And you say yeah. good marriage is about being present for each other as they heal their past. Who knew? Yeah. But that's true. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so true. I mean, we think we get together because we're attracted to somebody or there's passion and it's romantic and it's, you know, it's exciting, but really a, a healthy marriage, you know, that that's not going to sustain it. But Tammy, you're right. It, this healing of the past makes this re a, really a sacred experience for two people. Because you'll have friends you can have fun with and other people in your life who are intellectually stimulating and et cetera. But for someone, for, to, to open up with someone about your greatest vulnerabilities, which came from childhood, and your partner may be accidentally re-wounding them, and when you tell them about your past uh, and you hear about their past, marriage is... Um, becomes a process of mutual healing. Um, and, and, and one other thing that occurs to me to mention, given the name of this show, Empowerment, mm -hmm. is that um, a healthy marriage is also a place of empowerment of, for both men and women. Yes. Uh, which is counter um, juxtaposed to what Gloria Steinem said in the 70s that marriage is a dangerous place for women. Early on in that women's movement that rose up, the second wave of women, uh, feminism in the 70s, women were beginning to language the things that were dangerous for women. And marriage was high on the list of, you know, be careful. You're just going to, you know, you get put down in your marriage. You do the dirty work, your husband, you know, gets, you know, spends all evening with his legs propped up, feet propped up on the coffee table, watching TV while you're still taking out the trash and finishing the dishes, blah, 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 you know, the traditional. And in the 70s, that was a role of women that, and marriage was a dominator-subordinator model. 
But now that there's a partnership model, marriage has shifted to two people living with each other with mutual respect and regard and add mutual healing. Um, marriage, certain scholars are now writing that marriage is a place of empowerment for women. And, um, and the whole idea of zero negativity, that is the ultimate empowerment, Tammy, because it's like what you said when you made that decision. I'm going to be a loving person and set my sight toward loving intentions. You began to feel, I'm sure, a transformation in your own mind, body, and soul. And neurochemically, you, um, you know, that's when you begin to feel empowered and uh, a, an agent of love in the world. Absolutely. I, I got really whole. And rather than looking for someone else to complete me, I became complete. And then I attracted another whole person. And from there, our relationship, we've been together for 12 years, has really been pretty graceful. You know, we really do see the best in each other and lift each other up. And I mm. love, love, love your exercise. We do this on occasion. The ritual of appreciation, and Harville started to mention this a little while ago, but I want to hear a little bit more about how you um, see that transforming relationships. Such a powerful exercise. Well, in addition to the uh, calendar that we began to do as a daily exercise, and at night before going to bed, we'd look at that calendar and we'd stick up, we'd have to stick up yet another frowny face. Like, uh, but we we got so determined, we're going to start making smiley faces. The other thing we did that turned our marriage around was we committed not to go to bed at night before each of us exchanging three appreciations about the, what the other had done that day. Mm. And we, we started 15 years ago. We're doing it. We did it last night. And it is a fun thing to do. Yeah, it, it's, it's fun to do. And it's, um, uh, it, it, it contributes to sustaining connection. And there's now a, a research on that's really fascinating research on appreciation. It's interesting what researchers actually research. Like uh, a second piece of research recently has to do with hugs. Um, and Helen and I had had a practice. Uh, m most people hug from three to nine seconds, even in good relationships. And so Helen and I, with our couples and workshops of up that to hugging for a minute after every workshop, I mean, after every exercise. So the research is coming out on that now about what body contact or sustained body contact for up to a minute, what it does to the neurochemistry in your body, namely creating endorphins and oxytocin, which are both bonding chemicals. Well, the same kind of research is coming out on appreciations and it has to do with um, with the mirror neurons. That the mirror neuron research was basically a discovery now about uh, 10, 12 years ago that we have neurons in our brains that help us understand other people's worlds. So that that if I eat a peanut, <clears throat> uh, you will experience um, the peanut as if you were eating it yourself. In other words, you have my experience. That we have that capacity. But what that means is that when I appreciate you, um, you not only receive that appreciation, but I experience the appreciation that I'm giving. That is, mm -hmm. my neurochemistry is impacted by my own appreciating of you. So that we've, we have summarized that down in that you get what you give. So if you give appreciations, 
something at the neurochemical level of endorphin increase, which makes you feel good, happens inside you when you produce that same neurochemical response in your partner. And that's so it, the experience is that you bond with each other, but the bonding is not just like an emotional closeness. It's actually neurophysiological and neurochemical. And that, that contributes to your immune system being strengthened so that your uh, defense against diseases and so forth is increased. So it adds to longevity and health. So there's, no, there's nothing but wonderful stuff about a safe, connected, and joyful relationship all the way up and all the way down, from the spirit all the way down to the body. Oh, I find that so fascinating because almost every day, if not every day, I tell my husband what I appreciate about him. And I hadn't thought about this before you said this, Harville, but I'm not just appreciating him to let him know I appreciate him. I'm also appreciating him because it feels good to be in appreciation. Yeah. Ah, right. Yeah. I love that. You get what you give. Oh, now that's true. That's true. I think what we put out, we get back. And uh, when I choose to see the best in others, I feel good about myself. And they tend to reveal the best of themselves back to me. And if they don't, exactly. I don't take it personally. That's it's because right. they're hurting or whatever. So and it's if, all good stuff, go, just like you said. All good stuff. And if you go the other way and do the, neg- do the negative transaction, your body produces the cortisol in your own body that you produce mm-hmm. in your partner's body. So you feel yeah, then wary yeah. of each other. Cortisol is the fear chemical. So you experience the same fear you generate in your partner. So it's a win-win situation to be appreciative and caring of your partner because you get to experience internally what you generate in your partner's interior. And what and you're I saying, I get the visual so clearly. You can either spiral up with appreciation and zero neg- negativity or spiral down with the judgment and um, the, the toxins. So it's, it's really up to us. Something else I love that you said on the video on your website is um, you can, um, well, again, first of all, l- let me tell you, where, let us tell our guests where they can find your website. Okay. Uh, HarvilleHendricks.com. Uh, is uh, our personal website, and we're also on the uh, Imago uh, organization's website called imagorelationships.org. Our schedule is there. So either place you can find what Helen and I are doing and find our schedule. Yeah, you have uh, weekends coming up. You have your book, Making Marriage Simple, 10 Steps to a Happy Marriage, and the Zero Negativity Mm -hmm. Challenge, and a couple of videos. And And one of your videos, I love this so much. What if only one person wants to change in the relationship and the other doesn't? Yeah. You only need one. You only need right. one. Yeah. Right. And if one changes, you change the ecosystem. It's like a tennis game. If you don't return the serve, you know, you, 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 can, you can actually make the tennis game work well by being sure that you send good serves and you can begin to Im- impact the game by what you put into it. You know, Tammy, I uh, heard a phrase once when it comes to a relationship or when it comes to marriage, nobody leaves love. And if one person truly makes that commitment to, um, to sort of sacrificially love someone else, uh, not only do they become, you know, a little closer to sainthood, but their partner uh, does become healed in the process. You know, I, you know, maybe that's not right for everybody, but um, but for those who do 
step into uh, feeling like they need to do it on their own, uh, yes, go for it. That's the ultimate courage. Uh, by the way, if you're if you're in a relationship with someone and they um, you want to work and they don't, uh, the the best thing is not to start giving your partner pointer pointers on what they could do to um, <laughs> right. to, oh, yeah. uh, to, to That's improve. That's the biggest put down. I mean, I've tried that; it doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but but what is nice is on your partner's um, birthday or on a holiday. Give a workshop to your partner as a gift and say, hey, I need to learn to do some things differently. Could we both go to this workshop so that I can learn? And Harl and I do them. Other Imago trained people, other other people with different systems. Just And by the way, so so it's important to go like twice a year going to the dentist to get a checkup on your teeth. You ought to go away for a relationship spa. And we would love you and your partner to come to ours one day. Oh, my gosh. That would be such an honor. I would yes. have so much fun. Come and I, I, I love it. I, present it. I should present it in a way. It's really about me. It's not about him. <laughs> That's right. No constructive yeah, I'm criticism going, here. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to learn how to be a better partner for you. Would you go with me? I love um, that so much. I have goosebumps. That would be so much fun for me. Well, y'all come. And the other thing this. about uh, getting access to us is uh, Making Marriage Simple is coming out in softback uh, April the 1st. So in about um, three, four weeks from now, it'll be out in paperback and all the good stuff in it will be cheaper. And it's such a great book. I went through it and I had so much fun with it. I think I'm pretty wise in the uh, uh, relationship arena, but I came away with some really fantastic stuff that I think has oh. improved my relationship even more. So I can't recommend getting that book enough and going to their site and checking out all the stuff they have there. You guys really do um, have such great wisdom. And I love that you're walking the talk. I think it's, you guys are really just a gift, a gift to the world and certainly a gift to Empower Radio. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. That's so kind. Yeah, you guys are uh, so lovely. I love those videos. And you, you have another, is it a movie song, a, a movie that you guys are involved in about your relationship is that is that accurate? Uh, it's not a movie. There's a documentary produced that by Chris it. Brickler called yeah. "How Shall We Love?" Oh yeah, uh, or so "How Will We Love?" I think is the name of it, and it's a, it's an internet uh, YouTube um, documentary, and we are yep. in that. Yeah, I watched a little bit about that, and it just it broke my heart open. That what you share as far as your connection, your relationship is so incredibly inspiring. And uh, I want to grow up and be like you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, Helen, Helen is the saint in our relationship. So I've learned everything I know that's good from her. I am. <laughs> and she agrees. <laughs> no, that's not true. That's not that's true. true. We take turns. <laughs> well, I think relationships are like dances, and sometimes you lead and sometimes you follow, but really you're partners, and you guys are fantastic partners. Yeah, that's right. That's the word. We're partners in the project of our relationship rather than opponents. And yes, when you become, and, and I love when you that. Give, up, give up opposition for partnership and cooperation, then the whole ecosystem of your relationship changes. It really does. It becomes a very fertile, beautiful garden. No weeds. Yeah. Just beautiful no flowers. No weeds. <laughs> I love that. 
Well, again, I'm so honored you spent some of your day with us here today, Helen and Harville. And my listeners, thank you so much. I know you got great value from this. Get a hold of these guys. Check them out. You can get so much good stuff. And if you want to get a hold of me, TammyVPhD.com. Would love to hear from you. God bless you. Onward and upward. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 <laughs>